Hello everybody, welcome back to Warrior Within First Responder Mental Health. I appreciate everybody checking out the podcast, following. We have just started a page on TikTok, so if you have a TikTok account, please go over and jump on that. Um, the goal with that is to hit a thousand followers so that we can go live. Um, I know we're capable of doing live on YouTube. I just haven't figured out all that technical side of that. I'm not very technical anyway, so you can only imagine how all that goes. Today's episode, I want to kind of want to dive into a little bit on some signs and symptoms that we may experience when we starting to go through some see some changes in ourselves or what we're seeing in our partners so that's what i want to kind of talk about here today and before we get started i want to thank um the customers for the wood page the burn-in woodwork customers from that who have ordered things 10 percent of everything that we sell goes back into first responders non-profit organizations or we use 10% of it to pay subscriptions so that we can do these podcasts or a training session somewhere along those lines so that we can help share the word of the awareness of the PTSD and the stigma around it and the education needed. Okay, so uh, very thankful for those customers. Now, getting into the signs and symptoms of PTSD, depression, anxiety, things that this job can bring to us and us not really even know that we're experiencing them. We're going to get into that, but before I do, I want to say something. Not everybody in law enforcement, fire, EMS, veterans even, are going to experience traumas. They're not going to necessarily be diagnosed with PTSD. or They're not going to lose their life or lose their career. That's just simply not the case. I know I personally have listened to some of my podcasts and I've thought, okay, well, I don't want everybody thinking everybody you meet is fighting a battle. or And they may be, but um, not everybody has PTSD. Not everybody gets depression. So it's not everybody, but it is there. Everybody is acceptable to it. Um, it don't have a face. It, it's, it's an illness like most diseases. Don't care who you are or where you're from what your title is or anything like that it can it gets on everybody um and also with that being said it's not only for guys and girls who are involved in line of duty shootings shooting deaths this this stuff comes from seeing the traumatic events over and over just so much exposure to that individual. You may only be a volunteer firefighter for one night. You may have just got your helmet, go on your first call, and it's an MVA, and 
you're the first one down there helping pull that person out of the car and it then you're never able to do it again does that mean you have ptsd probably untreated but you definitely have trauma but it's it's a tragic like i said before it's a tragedy but we're not taught how to not create not we're not taught how to take that tragedy and to keep it from becoming our trauma we're not taught processing tools we're not taught talking through it or processing or at least i wasn't so those are the things that i hope that we can gain the knowledge from this podcast or from other avenues of resources of learning how to just be vocal about our feelings what we're what we're feeling how we're feeling and what we're needing help with so some of the signs and symptoms <sighs> difficulty sleeping um Guys who are starting to struggle or girls who are starting to struggle with PTSD or some of the other stuff will relive some of the trauma through flashbacks and even nightmares. Um, so difficulty sleeping becomes probably one of the telltale signs, but it's not always a flashback, it's not always nightmares, but getting to the point where we don't want to go to sleep because of what we're going to have or panic attacks throughout the day things like that of nature is some warning signs we look out for avoiding places activities and even people and what i'm getting at is that is like um people come over the house and you go to your bedroom or deputies or officers got the hangout spot, you know, it was like, hey, we're all going to go down here and meet the coffee, but you'll, you'll do more laps or more patrols. You, you don't like to stop and socialize as much. Uh, you're not volunteering to be out there in the public eye, and if you are, you're pretty drawn back, you know, you're... You're pretty late, drawn back and trying to stay at the back of the pack. Trying to stay away from triggers, stories, because we all know that everybody wants to know. Tell us your, tell us your latest story, you know, what bad guys have you seen, done, arrested, or what mean shit have you seen. And so those stories kind of get to us. So, uh, also we're going to get into mood swings me personally i was i was pissed off all the time i'm mad you know it was really quick to jump down somebody's throat when you didn't need to but just mad or my family especially i i took it out on my family probably more than anybody my kids my kids were quick to set me off i was always on edge my emotions all over the place um, didn't take much to make me cry and once I get to talk talking and if I was talking about something of 
where I had to remember a case or sometimes I didn't even know why the hell I was crying. I was just crying. And then, you know, you also, we get into, we pull away from friends, things that, and things that we used to love doing, you know, our hobbies, we quit our hobbies. We stay at work more often. We're not going on dates with our wives or we're not fishing as much. We're not doing any of those things. Those are also warning signs of telltale signs that something may be going on that we kind of need to pay attention to or talk to somebody. You know, kind of bounce back a little bit about the anger, the uh, emotion side of things. I remember teaching a class one time, and um, towards the end of it, it was a below 100 class. And for those that don't know what below 100 is, it's a it's a training designed to on five principles designed to bring the line of duty deaths below 100 a year. So. And the last concept of that is when, what's important now. I remember I was teaching the class and uh, I, I started crying. And after the class was over with, you know, nobody was just like, yeah, you know, I can tell you really cared about that class. You really cared about that training. You was really into it. Well, it was a lot deeper than just really into it because uh, when I was talking about what's important now is just the rate, just the emotions of the what ifs, you know, or could I have drove faster to save that baby? Or if I hadn't missed that turn or if I hadn't been drinking my coffee you know that split second to put my cup of coffee in my cup holder well that was that a was that the time i needed to make that run on time or knowing knowing dang well that our lord and savior has everything planned out it's not our plan it's his but sometimes we're just Stuck asking why, you know, and as law enforcement officers and first responders, I think we ask ourselves why a lot more than anybody else. I don't know that for a fact. I'm not a doctor or a ME or anything like that, so I don't, I don't know, but I know that we take it pretty rough when we have somebody, we lose somebody. So those mood swings, they, they come in pretty hard. And no, I didn't know what was going on. Um, I just chose to put a cap on it. And nobody, we don't talk about it. And that, that's a problem. Um, I'm not saying I'm healed. Hell, I don't know if I'll ever be healed. I'm, I've learned how to find some peace and I find that in woodworking I'm able to, my mind relaxes whenever I'm doing woodworking or riding my Harley it, it 
can't relax too much riding Harley, you end up in a ditch. But um, <laughs> you just kind of get there. So signs and symptoms of that, you you're the difficulty sleeping. If you find yourself having some nightmares, it's it is part of the job, but it's not part of the job. It's not part of the job to suffer. It's not part of the job to carry these burdens. It's not yours to carry. So if you're having nightmares or you know a friend or a partner or somebody on EMS or a fire guy or that's having these difficulties, reach out to them. If you notice that they've started drawing back, you know, you're having game nights at the fire stations or potlucks and guys ain't showing up like they used to, reach out to them. You notice guys on edge more. You know, the jumpy, the hyper... Bleh, can't even talk. They're on their edge all the time. They're always expecting the worst. Reach out to them. Are these guys always going to tell you, guys and girls, are they always going to tell you something's wrong? No, they're not. They're going to come back with, I have my demons too. They're going to come back with, I'm fine. I'm okay. Or I can handle it. There's nothing wrong with me. Or I don't want to worry you. There's a thousand and one things that we're going to tell you. But keep asking. Keep asking. Responders use very seldom go home and tell our loved ones what kind of shift we just had. Wives, you ain't got to ask what we've seen. But sometimes the hugs and the appreciation letting us know that you see us, that goes a long ways. Alcoholism, drugs, pills, medications. I I was drinking to go to sleep. I would drink to sleep. But in reality, I was drinking to find a little bit of numb. Because in the bottle, bottom of that bottle... I'd be numb. And I knew it. So that's what I would chase. And it come at the right time. I quit they I quit being called out. I I was I looked at it as I was no longer needed. While the guys in my department was looking at it like giving me a break I deserved. That's that's how my mind worked. I was just like, I'm not needed no more. Boo hoo hoo. You know, I'm no longer important. And that wasn't even the case. But I didn't talk about it. I just crawled into my bottle and stayed there. Luckily, I'm, I'm not much one to drink. I don't like being intoxic intoxicated. I don't like not having control. 
So when I walked away, it was easy for me to, uh, okay, something's wrong. And I did a self check and realized that I, I needed, I needed some help. Now, I was talking about the signs and symptoms of PTSD. I'll give you a few. I mean, there's a, there's a whole bag full. So, don't just get stuck on, well, Jeremy said this. Because Jeremy's not a licensed therapist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm just a guy who was diagnosed with this shit. I live it. I eat it. And I do everything I can to, to maintain being a warrior. And getting up, picking up my shield, picking up my sword, and go every day to do me. To just fight to be here. That's my new, that's my fight now. That's my warrior now is to be there. Be here. Be present with my family. Be present with my kids. And that's what I want to do. That That's what I fight for now. Now... With that being said, those PTSD signs. Not everybody, like I said at the beginning of this, not everybody has PTSD. Not everybody's going to be diagnosed with PTSD. Some of us will even get depression. The depression in first responders is pretty high. It's like 45% of surveyed officers, I think is out of 100, 45% of them experience some depression and that stuff comes in some signs for it is you're they kind of bleed together a little bit the loss loss of enthusiasm uh you're no longer excited to go to work you're no longer excited to see your loved ones you're no longer excited the anticipation of that vacation no longer excites you um it's just gone. So that's a sign of depression. You, instead of anticipation in, in, into going to work or going on that vacation, it's the dread, man. It, you just, you no longer, you just dread it. Um, and you complain about everything. Even on your unday, your days off. For God, man, you just complain. Um, where you used to be a positive guy, now everything has become a chore. So, the loss of an, of enthusiasm, where that could be a cracking the egg or something, as you used to say. Um, extreme fatigue. Now, it's not a secret that first responders work some crazy ass shifts. So extreme, so fatigue is kind of common on that aspect of it, but extreme fatigue uh, among the firefighters, officers, and EMT, you know, that's kind of a red flag. If you're always exhausted or having trouble staying awake, even after you've slept through, and you, you know, if you're on overnight, you usually sleep some of the next day, but you're noticing yourself, you're sleeping more on your days off, you're bypassing honey-do list or your want-to-do list so that you can sleep. Um, you might be seeing some flags. And um, the key is to determine whether 
that fatigue is from lack of sleep, lack of enthusiasm, lack of proper vitamins and minerals into your body. So you got to really watch what's going on with that. The big one with the, the depression side of it is the feeling of guilt and hopelessness. It's probably one of the hardest things to accept is that uh, the idea that you can't save or help someone. Some of the depression can come and come in in the increased feelings of guilt or hopelessness starts to weigh on us like a hammer just the weights on our shoulders what's it look like you know what here so a few few examples of your loved one seems to have lost salt sight of the importance of their work we no longer know why we do it we don't know if we're doing any good or I don't know why I wear the badge. And then out there on the call, we're questioning our decision making. You know, um, always wondering, did I do the right thing? Am I, do I go hands on? Do I stay back? Do I say this or do I not? Do I, where things you used to be confident in, no, now you've, Asking a thousand questions, you're not sure about your decision. And then the hard one was you blame yourself for the outcomes, not only in our professional life, but in our personal life. Um, you know, if I'd have been a better dad, or if I wouldn't have, if I'd have been a better dad, my kids wouldn't have had to wonder where their daddy was on their birthdays or if I'd have taken a different route in my profession I'd be here or there ah can't you can't go there but we do our minds take us there so you start seeing those your loved ones in each other your partners your friends you start hearing the blame you might be some time to there's some red flags get somebody in there to talk to somebody Trouble concentrating, memory loss. That's me. I'd be right in a conversation. I'd forget what the hell I was talking about. Still do it. Like, there's some things I don't remember. You start, you lose your appetite. Irritability, easily pissed off, easily agitated, easily aggravated. All those good things. Headaches. And again, the same as sleeping. And the big one, suicidal thoughts. Thinking, I'm ready to check out. This world would be better without me. Or I just want it to stop. I just want all this shit in my head to stop. I want the voices to quit fighting over space in my mind. I want it to stop. I'm going to tell you something. On the days that you didn't think you'd make it through, you're standing here today. 
You're listening to this podcast. You're listening to a guy who's been there. I've had those thoughts. I've had that plan. I've been there. I know what it is to be so low you can't see the snake's belly. It'll feel so low. To, and there's people all around you who want to help you, but if they can't help you if they don't know. It don't have to take your career. It don't have to take your family. It don't have to take your life. You need help. You're just in a spot right now. You just need guidance to get through it. How many times on these calls have we directed people to get help? Because we didn't want to see nothing happen to them. We don't want to see nothing happen to the people we're trying to help. Well, now we have to help each other. We don't want we don't want to bury a brother. We don't want to bury a sister. We want to keep our family the blue line, the red line, the yellow line, whatever fucking line you're on, we want you to stay complete, stay whole. I believe that this is a God-given career, that God calls us to do something and we go do it. I know officers right now, I know a sheriff right now that every time he went to go do something, the doors just opened. And I believe that that's God. So I know God's in this, but uh, God knows that we fight the devil, but he never intended for us to let that devil, for us, for that devil to get a hold of us. So we have to learn to talk. We learn to pray. We learn to give it. I know I cuss a lot, I, and but I know where my heart is. I may not be able to talk for another two weeks after this. I don't know. I may wake up in the middle of the night with a nightmare so bad I can't, I can't go back to sleep for two days. I don't know. But all I can do is now, and that's all I need you to do is do now. If you need help, you need a talk, you need somebody to just sit and listen, please don't hesitate. I have the Burnt End Woodworks page on Facebook. You can message me there. Um, it has my email on there, so email me. Uh, TikTok, it has the Warriors Within First Responder Mental Health. Email, you can message me on there. eBay, you can, or eBay. <laughs> Shit. YouTube, uh, you can message me there as well. And if you need help beyond just a conversation, we can help get you there. Uh, I have some resources we can use, some phone people we can call. I can help direct you to where we need to direct you. But you don't have to do it alone. Okay, that's that's what I really want you to understand out there tonight. Is you don't have to do it alone. I don't expect you to do it alone. And I don't want you to do it alone. Been there, done that. That shit sucks too. So, with that being said, I pray for you all every night. If you know somebody who needs to talk, reach out to them. They may not talk, but reach out to them. So. Boys and girls, men and women, 
responders around the world. Warriors. Until next time. Thanks for listening. I'm Jeremy Alverson. And uh, I'll be talking to you next month.